I I only have the camera off because I'm eating string cheese, and I don't want you guys to have your brains in in the gutter, which I'm almost done eating. Um, I need a little snack to pick me up. <laughs> All right. Um, my camera should be working. Let's go. Awesome. Uh, my curly ass hair. This is it being air dried with like nothing, nothing in it. Um, I guess that's good light. Um, yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm missing something, but I don't know if I am missing anything. Um, hey, Vortex. What about yesterday? Are you talking about I'm going to I'm going to watch that uh today uh while I eat dinner cuz there's nothing else on so I'll I'll give that a watch and we could talk about it tomorrow. Okay. Um I do want to thank you guys for putting up with like the random Spotify playlist that like I play. Um Do you mean like in the Discord? You want to do that instead? Um, I thought you wanted me to watch it like by myself, Ronan. Um, this is probably not. Well, I don't know. I'm not gonna say it's not gonna be a long stream, but it will be an official podcast stream. Um. Oh no, it's fine. Uh, you don't you don't have to walk me through the current roster on the latest episode. I I can figure things out pretty quickly. I I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I know, but um, I appreciate that. Uh, you want to walk me through the UK roster? It's totally fine. I'll I'll figure things out. Um, the UK brand is not as uh, how can I say it? Um. Not as difficult to like go through. I'll be I'll be fine. Um, I just look for you know good wrestling all around. <laughs> that, that's all I do. Um, all right, we got uh five people here to hear the professor of New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is awesome. So I want to thank each and every one of you to uh, come by the stream. Um, and yes, I'm gonna have to agree with PhD Bound. Uh, she loved. She loves the background because this is the first match we're going to be talking about. Uh, all right. So I guess let me welcome you to the, to the stream. And before we do that, I want to see where the levels are at. All right, good. Cause you know, it's a Saturday. Sometimes my other family members here, you know, want to make it a party. And I'm like, Hey, I want to stream to get that Twitch affiliate. All right. Um, I guess we could get this, uh, get this started. 
Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows. And on this episode, yes, it is live over at twitch.tv forward slash Marie underscore shadows, where you could just hear me and my wrestling views, not 24-7, but, you know, make sure to hit that follow button so you get that notification whenever I go live. This one, we are talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, today was the Hyper Battle 22 um, matches, the card. You could think of it like a pay-per-view. So we're going to go through each of those uh, matches, uh, how I felt about it, and we're going to be watching some wholesome content. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> this is what happens when, like, you know, everything is live. I'm okay, though. I'm all right. <laughs> Jesus. We're all, like, fucking humans, and, like, shit happens. Aside from talking about the matches, we are going to be watching a wholesome video called I Got Your Back, which is basically bringing everybody up to, I guess, more speed uh, when it comes to the whole G.O.D. main unit and like Bullet Club drama. Um, I have not seen the video. I want to see it with you guys and like just get your your takes, your thoughts on it. And then, you know, probably at the end, we, we, I might end up uh, booting up the meme of emotional damage. Cause I know that that's going to like fucking emotionally kill us <laughs> just because, um, just because it is. Um, and then after some wholesome content, uh, I'll give you guys the new lineup uh, that's going to be happening for like New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, they announced uh, some upcoming shows, so I'll let you guys in on that. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about WWE, and then, you know, at the end, we'll just hang out uh, some more. Uh, this is how the format is going to go for um, this show. Um, and then tomorrow, I'll be back again to talk about more wrestling. My whole goal is to eventually get Twitch affiliate. And by you being here and viewing, if you are lurking, that is the best thing for you to do. If you don't want to talk in chat, that's totally fine. But we are all friendly here and there's no gatekeeping and there's no like running you out of the Twitch uh, chat just because you don't know something. Um, you know, we're all here like friends and family. We're totally awesome. So either way, your view counts towards me getting Twitch affiliate. Uh, I'm just going to be really transparent with you guys. We are currently at 2.85 out of three for average viewers. Um, the more that I stream during the week, the more that we get the viewers up there, you know, that helps out. So make sure to go tell a friend. And if your friend is real, have them come by. If your friend is a bot, according to Tony Khan, make sure they come by as well, because we could always use the extra few viewers. You know, uh, we could borrow some of the Tony Khan playbook of letting you guys know we're going to have a great show tonight, guys. I need you guys to show up. Yeah. You guys, you know, tell, you know, tell your friend about it, you know, aside from that, let's get started with the most amazing wholesome match that starts off hyper battle. Uh, it is an eight man tag. On one side, we have, um, God, which is, um, Tama Aloha, along with Jado, um, and then Tanahashi. Tanahashi representing a uh, main unit, uh, taking on Bullet Club. As we know, we have Fale there, we have Chase, we have uh, Gato, and then we have um, Yudro. And so this was a very nice eight-man tag. 
Uh, it wasn't too long of a match. Um, you definitely understood, um, you know, the whole dynamic situation. This whole entire show of Hyper Battle was in Rhea Goku. Oh, wow. I actually said it right. Sometimes I think that if I pronounce certain Japanese words, that it's not going to come out right. But they were in Rhea Goku. I'm very happy that I'm, I'm able to, like, fucking say it. Hey, Mike, what's up? How you doing, sir? Did you take a power nap by any chance? Because I think I'm, I might just nickname you Mike Power Nap, word order. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, I'm happy that I can say Real Goku. Uh, so this was all a Real Goku, and you can feel the difference in the crowd when it pertains to like when they're in Tokyo and they do like the Tokyo Circuit, and then when they go to like Real Goku or like Sendai or um, Yokohama. Um, or any of the other places like Rear Goku has some really good fans and the crowd, man, like it really felt like it was pre-COVID and it was really amazing. They really got into uh, the opener of the match. Uh, they really like they really love um, G.O.D. They really love Tama and Loa there, uh, which is very, very nice. You can see that um, the women, uh, the women in the crowd like are definitely like you know, let's go Tama, let's go uh, Loa and stuff. Um, so huh, I'm I'm on the big screen. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, so I appreciate that, Mike. Um, but yeah, this was a very nice uh, match. Um, so basically, like um, Jado finally got in. Um, you know his hits for uh gato um what i really loved about this was the commentators obviously uh kevin kelly and chris charlton uh does amazing storytelling with this whole bullet club thing the only thing that i would always question is giving jay white the um the new moniker of him being the catalyst of professional wrestling i do not agree with that that's the only thing that I don't agree with is when they say that Jay White is the catalyst of uh, professional wrestling. I just don't agree with that. I can see it where like Bullet Club gets the royalties, money keeps coming in, but even without Jay White, the elite like brought in most of that money when the elite and Kenny Omega was there in Bullet Club. So like, you know... I just don't think that the catalyst of professional wrestling is Jay White. Jay White does a lot of good things that like, but see, the more that I think about it, my brain is like trying to get me to reconsider me saying that I don't think he is. Cause my brain is like, well, if he's a center and all the money like goes through him and the way that he, um, Posts on social media, the way that he goes after um, very smartly after, you know, certain wrestlers and stuff like that. And again, this whole conversation of like, who do we keep talking about? We keep talking about Jay White. So obviously that does sort of make him a catalyst just because we keep talking about him. But we don't really say, hey, let's talk about that Bullet Club leader, Jay White. We always say, hey, let's talk about Switchblade, Jay White. Let's talk about King Switch, Jay White. But I just don't think he's the catalyst. And yeah, he did single-handedly sell out Madison Square Garden as well. 
I am not discrediting every single thing that he did as an accomplishment. I will be the first to be like, he has done amazing fucking things and he should be proud of every single one of them. But to give him the moniker of the catalyst of professional wrestling, I just don't, I don't fully believe it. That that's, that's the issue. I, Mike over here with his, with his freaking jokes. He got a, he got an eight pack. He probably does have an eight pack. Um, but, but that's, but that's neither here or there. <laughs> that's, that's neither here or there about like, you know, his fucking eight pack. Um, PhD bounce says we, uh, we going to have to call Tama and T the, I have no idea what the hell that is. <laughs> what, what is the, the, what is the Rice's warriors or David and the forest? They bodies are. <laughs> you guys want to know why I'm laughing? So, like I said before, I, I put on the, the face cam. I was like, I, I, I was eating string cheese and I'm like, I don't want your, your minds in the gutter. And PhD bound here is all like Tom and Aloha are, are chiseled. I would love if Loa could just keep his shirt off. Oh, bronze statues. Okay. Ah, okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. My, my Italian is very bad. The same thing as my Spanish. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and I'm both of those. I'm so bad, but, um, I would really, really want Loa to, uh, to just wrestle with his shirt off again. But this time around, like, I was like, bro, your fucking physique is amazing. Like, it's so... All right, fine. It's so yummy. I'm just like, damn, man. Um, PhD, I'm bringing up the guy's physiques. <laughs> I I try to keep this, like, as... <laughs> I try to keep this as, like, non-rated X as possible, but shit, man. Man, damn. <laughs> All right. Let me try to refocus here by like not thinking of Loa's body. Um, I'm not denying anything. <laughs> this is supposed to be sort of maybe like, I mean, he is jacked, man. Like, he looked fucking great. <laughs> he looked fucking great taking off his old shirt to just to put on the new one. And I'm like, bro, how much money would it be to have you keep your shirt off for, like, the whole day? <laughs> I'm so bad. Let me stop. <laughs> you guys are... <laughs> Jesus, man. All right. <laughs> No, Mike. No. No fucking OnlyFans tongue and style. Jesus. <laughs> no, Mike. They probably won't even do an OnlyFans. Um, anyway, uh, aside from us very respectfully um, talking about Loa's body, um, <laughs> uh, 
PhD Bounce says that she started grabbing her money. <laughs> Man. Okay. Um, aside from us respectfully talking about T's body, uh, which is in amazing shape, and Tama's body is also in amazing shape. I feel like eventually his his traps up here are gonna like get like super big because like the last time they weren't as like tall, if I can say tall, the last time. But either way, you know, um, Tama has Tama fit now, so you know all you guys get to get fit like Tama. And if you don't know about this, uh, make sure to head over to their Patreon, uh, Patreon.com forward slash Tama's Island. Um, get the $30 tier and you guys can like work out and look like Tama all you want. Um, they were bigger when he was a junior heavyweight. Okay. <laughs> all right. More for this match other than talking about bodies. Um, I mean, I could have made the joke of like, Yo, you want to see four dead bodies? It's Bullet Club because they all fucking lost this match. <laughs> okay, I'll shut up. Um, that I don't know that I don't know that was a good joke. I think that was a good joke. Um. <laughs> um. Anyway, I'm so stupid. Uh. Oh, that really was a sick burn? All right, cool. Um, <laughs> right, PhD Bound? Like, I, I I live vicariously through them, too. It's it's always fun. And yeah, um, I really enjoyed the fact that Bullet Club took this loss um, just because, like, Hyper Battle did feel like a really big uh, pay-per-view. Um, you know, really did feel like a big pay-per-view. And stuff. So um, I'm really happy that they finally got the loss. I'm happy that Jada was able to get the victory over Gato, even though eventually I think that we should end up having a cage match uh, between uh, uh, Chase and, and Jado. Uh, so that way there's no cheating, there's no interfering. Um, and, you know, maybe Jado comes out on top. I don't know. Um, I know Chase wouldn't like to hear that outcome. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed this match. And then towards the end of the match, um, you know, we had a very nice, a very nice uh, thing going on, which, by the way, for the cage match, it'll be the third time in, in New Japan. I'm going to get a video ready. So that way we could all like watch it together and like gush over it. Okay. Um, this would be a very good segue. Okay, guys. Very good segue. Oh, and again, of course, if you're listening to this on audio, anchor.fm forward slash square circle podcast, I will do everything in my power to sort of, uh, tell you what happened, um, after we watch the video. But if you are, um, watching, uh, this on the Spotify platform, uh, cause Spotify does introduce, uh, videos, um, you know, you'll be able to see it. Um, all right, cage matches. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, they all lost the same way, which I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, so Mike says uh, Tanahashi versus Marukami, Kazunari Mar Marukami uh, for the IWGP 
U30 belt uh, was the second one. Um, I really do like the fact that New Japan Pro Wrestling does not overuse the gimmick matches, such as like, you know, cage matches, hardcore matches and stuff like that. Um, so I really like enjoy the fact that they don't they don't do that as much. Um, is this it? Um, I'm going to put us on mute for a second. Um, hold on. This is what happens when, like, you don't necessarily put things in in order. Where is today's video? Oh, wait. Never mind. It's it's in the right category. It's just this is it. Okay. So let me um. Lion T-shirt. ハマトンガにも渡される。なかなかこう、環境の変化に皆さん、考えろは理解を示せないような姿もありましたよね。コメントでね、ちょっと迷ってるシーンもありましたけどね。ただ、おお、どうする。すでに着ているTシャツを脱ぐ。そして、ずる
Tama takes it. Tama has this like childlike fucking expression as if it was like Christmas and he opened up his uh, his favorite gift and you know he can't believe that someone got him his favorite gift the one that he like always wanted um and Thomas facial expressions and like his smile along with like T's smile they're like super fucking priceless uh to watch and just to like sort of be around and stuff like their their smiles are are everything um so uh Tama looks towards uh Tanahashi and Tanahashi just reaffirms that like yeah this is for you you know you can um you know come to uh come with us and stuff like that so um you know Tama puts it on he's so you know cheerful and everything the crowd loves it the crowd is getting behind Tama and Loa joining up with Tanahashi and the rest of Tanahashi's group and they're actually using like the clappers and stuff I, they're not really clappers then i guess you know we could call them clappers um using that to make a noise since over in covid they still can't use their voices uh that's still one of the uh, covid uh safety protocols um and then you know the camera switches over to t because for some reason tama decided to like stand right in front of one of the cameras so like for a couple of seconds we we just looked at his ass until somebody in the production truck was like, we got to move, we got to move. So they cut to a different angle. And you can see in uh, T's face that uh, he was still a little bit like conflicted as if like, is this really happening? Like, you know, I see T as the more, as the one that like overthinks while Tama is like, just dives in head first and it's all like, fuck you, fuck this, fuck that. And then later ask questions of like, why do we get into a fist battle? That's how I see it happening between like these two guys. Uh, but Tanahashi re, uh, like, you know, reaffirmed and reassured um, T. Uh, T tried to like, you know, take off his shirt, but that didn't happen. So he needed a little bit of help by like, you know, putting the shirt somewhere, uh, taking off his shirt, uh, seeing his body, and then uh, put on the, uh, the red and white lion mark. Um, and Jada was the first person to be like, I'm going to put this on. <laughs> he was the first person like, hell yeah. Uh, so basically it's like, you know, being loyal, uh, <laughs> being loyal to, to uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And, uh, you know, uh, Kevin Kelly said it uh, right on commentary where he mentioned that if you're loyal to uh, like New Japan, New Japan be loyal to you. It's the same mindset that Tama and T have of like, if you show your loyalty to them, they'll like repay it tenfold. And uh, that's the reason why, like I was automatically like, yo, that fucking betrayal that JY did was just so disrespectful that I'm like, yo, I'm on, I'm on team Tama. Like, no, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do this. That, that, the way the way it happened made it so easy for me to be like, not nah, we're team we're team Tama. As much as I respect the hell out of Jay White and want nothing but the best for him, and I want him to accomplish everything that he ever wants to. Nah, the way that it fucking happened, I'm choosing Tama. Okay, so. Mike, I'm going to have to throw this question out to you. Is home army not the same thing as main unit or did it like later on get like changed 
to main unit. I'm thinking it got changed to main unit. That's that's what like Kevin Kelly was saying on commentary that it's it's main unit and that we call them like Hantai as well. Um, uh, I hope Mike heard me. Um, he'll probably answer me back in a little bit. Um, but yeah, um, let me see, because right after this match was a United Empire tag team match, the first United Empire tag team match. Um, let me bring up the the video. Um, let's see, uh, we're calling it. Um, all right, it doesn't. <laughs> It's not a good idea to type into YouTube. I got your back by itself. Um, my stream pops up. All right, hold on. They did the backstage comments. We should probably watch the backstage comments. Yeah, most likely. Whoa. Whoa, hold on. <laughs> hey, I got I got a bot that 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 uh popped into the chat. I know that Wiki whatever is not gonna answer me if I were to ask her. Did Tony Khan send you? This is funny. Because, you know, Tony Khan decided to do an independent study that he's not releasing anytime soon and basically made it seem as if, like, most of the stuff that's happening is because of bots and they're pushing an anti-AEW rhetoric. And it's like, bro, no, just have better fucking content. I'm available to hire if you if you need me. Um, but yeah, there's a promo code for 10 free viewers a day. 
I mean, I, I love my circle. There's no point to like, you know, ask me if I need viewers. Like I, I love the people that come in. Um, we can, we can watch the backstage comments. It'll be fine. Um, it's just that I got to do this. Hold on. Sorry, I got distracted by a Japanese um show that they that they're going to uh show on HBO Max. Um anyway, uh we can we can actually watch this. This is totally fine. I am going to whoa, no wrong thing. I don't want it to loop. Um Okay. What I'm going to do is turn off YouTube right now. Um, I'm going to turn off YouTube right now. Okay. Oh, nope. You guys get to see my stuff. Okay, there we go. Um, all right, uh, hold on. This is not going to sound right, is it? By the way, nothing is planned on my streams, so, um, so we all do this in real time. Oh my God. Let me just see something. No? All right, let's see what, you know, they have to say. Uh, it should work this way. Congrats. Nope. It, it didn't work. Give me a second. Because I forgot to change the other settings on my laptop. Okay. And then I'm going to have to change it back after it's done. Um. All right, so let's... Let's start. Oh, congratulations! Finally! Finally, after what? 18 matches, 19 matches, 20, I don't know. Finally! You were able to slip one over. But you know what? Gato wasn't feeling well today, no. But he's a brave and courageous man. So even though he didn't feel good, he still 
wanted to compete. But you know what? If you're looking at these two right here, you know what? We're done. We are done sitting back. We are done. We've tried so hard to suppress the thug that has used to be us. The thug that is within us. We've tried to suppress it so much. But now, now you're going to get it. You asked for it. Now you're going to get it. You know, hey, we are tough. We hustle. That's why we got those big contracts. That's right. We are underrated. And we are grizzled. Look at this. Look at this. We are grizzled and we are tired of sitting back. We are going to take whatever we want, whenever we want, from this point forward. And there's not a damn thing you can do about it. Hey. Tag title match we'll be watching. One of us is here. Or to get out of Okay, so hold on, hold on. Uh, for some reason, like it shows up on the thing as um, uh, English. So Jado says um, in the beginning, I just went a little bit back. Um, he says, this is still going on between me and Gato. This is far from over. Uh, let's go one on one, anytime, any place. New Japan, give us a singles match anywhere is fine. While repping the Lion Mark, I'll crush him. Man, bro. Six years I've been here. All bullet club. Bad guy. Bad guy. And then Tana Hashisan comes to us last week and he says, No more. It's okay. You are a good guy now. Tanahashi, a man. I've been fighting against for six plus years. And he says, it's okay. He took all that, all that we've been through, and he pushed it aside, and he accepted me for who I was and who I'm going to be. For Tanahashi, that is a champion. He is a true champion for seeing me, not for what I was, before what I can be. To Tanahashi, I say thank you. I will be better for New Japan Pro Wrestling, but especially for Tanahashi-san, because he believes in me. Tanahashi-san, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I see this. Thank you. Oh. For some foreign wrestlers, this may be a strange idea to understand. But in Japan, we say that yesterday's enemy can be today's friend. 
It's hard to know what will happen these days. At the very least, I want New Japan, I want the New Japan ring to be a place of happiness. Hana's my fucking spirit animal. Look at this. Look at this. I'm wearing the lion's mark again. It's been 10 plus years since I've worn this. Since I had this across my chest. 10 years. I have come full circle in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm honored to have this logo, to represent this logo, to be by the ace himself. I'm honored. Now, now that I have a home again, it's time to settle some old scores, some business that needs to be handled as soon as possible. You see, I've been on the defensive for a very long time, and it's time now to go on offense. Papa, Papa, I, I waiting for six years. Not six, <laughs> ten. Ten! Ten years! Ten years! Oh, oh my I God. Ten years! Ten years! My heart! Too, too much, you know, time. But I'm glad to come back to New Japan. Yeah. My heart! Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for giving me another home. Yeah. No, no. Another home, Janai. Your home is New Japan. We spent a dojo, same time. Right? Okay, welcome back. What? Oh my god, what? <laughs> what? Ah. <laughs> oh. Yo, my heart. My my heart. Oh my god, my heart. That that was so great. Where, you know, um, by the way, why the fuck America doesn't adopt the fucking Japanese mentality of that, like, one day you guys can be enemies and then the next day you guys can be friends? I know in, like, media we have that sort of, like, creation trope where, like, you know, it's enemies to, like, lovers or, like, enemies to, like, friends. But, like, in real life, man, like, to to really push aside, like, the shit that happened and it's become friends. Like, this is the ultimate fucking story. And this is why I get so passionate. And, like, the cheesy-ass smile comes about. Because that's just so awesome. Man, they're, they're telling the best fucking story in pro wrestling right now. They're telling the best fucking story. And nobody can tell me different. This whole G.O.D. and Bullet Club thing, nobody can tell me different. Right? GT definitely uh, has the right idea that um, it's time to buy a Lion Mark shirt. Like, I need a Lion Mark shirt. It's, like, over... I do not have a Lion's Mark shirt. I have a lot of 
I got Bullet Club and I got a lot of Jay White shirts. <laughs> um, which no, I'm not I'm not selling my Jay White merch, but um, you know, I would love um Alliance Mark shirts. Um, but first of all, let's fucking talk about this. Um, and then and then we'll watch, you know, some more wholesome shit and basically put emotional damage on it because oh my god, my fucking heart. Oh my god, my heart. That was just so cute. All right, never mind. Um so yeah, uh first of all, whenever Chase and Folly cut a promo, you know what? First of all, the whole entire promo of the backstage comments was fucking fantastic because the first couple of weeks, um, the first couple of weeks was basically like breadcrumbs, like really tiny breadcrumbs that went nowhere. And we had a lot more answers, but it was a lot of fun doing a lot of speculating and basically just, you know, making up shit as we go along, right? Like super awesome. Um, so overall, thank God they included more story into this and why they're doing what they're doing. But let's just get down to really talking about uh, Fale and Chase. For some reason, whenever they like, um, you know, have their backstage comments, it sounds like they're talking shit, like talking so much shit that I'm like, bro, I don't believe a word you're saying. Um, but yes, uh, congratulations to Jado and the rest of the team for getting that victory, a much needed victory because Chase is the first person to fucking blindside your ass with a fucking C trigger. So yeah, you know, congratulations to them. Um, if Bullet Club did not have the numbers advantage, even though it's a fucking trick, okay? It's a mental trick when you... I just realized my screen is black. It's a mental trick when um, you uh, basically look like you have the numbers, but, you know, don't really have the numbers. It's still the same amount of guys. Uh, but, yeah. Um, so, Fale also mentioned that, um, you know, uh, it's time for... Right, PhD bound. Hold on, I I thought I, I thought a sneeze was coming. Uh, yeah, like who they're trying to convince? It really does sound like they're trying to convince themselves. And with Fale saying that, like for too long, you know, they haven't been like the thugs that they were, and that you know the thug side is going to come out on them. First of all, oh, and by the way, uh, let me follow this up with that. Chase was also like um, uh, that they're going to start taking what they want now. Okay, first of all, um, I, I, I didn't see uh, Chase and Fale decide to go out and, um, you know, start an angle with, um, I'm going to spoil it here. We're going to go through everything. Hey! Oh, welcome bradley boy to uh the square circle podcast welcome to my stream thank you be thank you for being a first time chat and a first time viewer honestly i thought you were another bot sent by tony khan i am so sorry but bradley boy here says they're trying to play 4d chess but they're playing go fish oh man um yeah so i guess i'm gonna jump around because i have like some shit to say about this i didn't see chase and Fale. Um, try to go after uh, Taguchi and Master Wado uh, to try to get those IWGP um, heavyweight tag team champions ships. You know, no, I am so sorry. See, fucking Gary's comment messed me up. That that's that that that's junior tag team. So because this is, this is live and I can't edit it, I'm gonna go back and say 
I did not see Chase and Fale go after our new IWGP heavyweight tag team champions, um, Jeff Cobb and the Great O'Conn. I didn't see them, you know, basically do an angle where they would have came out and ambushed them. If they're so gun ho on taking what's theirs, they should have went. They 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 should have went and did that. Um, but no, they didn't do that. And you know, if they want to be thugs about it, be fucking thugs about it. You know, um, I'm sorry, the fucking New Yorker might come out in me, but like, you know, just just be thugs about it, man. Um, when you know, I just did a little little motion. Be thugs about it. I'll stop. Um, but you know, I don't I don't see them going after stuff. I don't see them creating um, no pun intended, chaos amongst uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling so that way the fans of New Japan Pro Wrestling and us can talk about hey, you know, Bullet Club is trying to take over the world. And then I go into this with this philosophy, not really philosophy but like um, ideology. Their ideology, Fale's ideology is a little bit different than Jay White's ideology. Jay White is, you know, going around making sure that like, you know, the game that he's playing is right for what he wants to do right because he has yet to challenge for a championship title belt he has yet to challenge for the never open way strong championship belt that tom lawler still has why has he not tried to go for it um after doing all these open challenges and why hasn't tom lawler, lawler been like well jay i see that you want to try to you know stake your claim to new japan strong but you can't do that because you're not the fucking champion like if it's really about um setting all this up in the next couple of weeks um i'm definitely gonna have to like see some really story progression that what chase and Fale says transfers over to uh new japan strong and jay white does you know just a little bit of what they said to implement stuff uh chris bay is not really going after any championship titles but then again we need New Japan Strong to uh, implement tag team titles, uh, maybe a trios title because they love doing that. Um, and once Strong gets those titles, maybe we'll have um, you know some more champions. But at the at this moment, how the fuck are you gonna say that you guys are thugs and you guys are gonna take what you want and do what you want when clearly that that hasn't been the case? Because if you want to take what you want and do what you want, you would have helped show in his match you would have um yeah yeah you would have helped ishimori and elp in their match to get the fucking titles if bullet club wants to be unified and wants to be this destructive force over in japan while in over here in the united states they try to um you know try to figure out what the fuck is going on um you know start doing that they should have really helped and worked overtime to make sure that their boys in, in Bullet Club and House of Torture would have, like, you know, became new champions, um, became new champions regardless. But, like PhD Bound said in, in my chat on Twitch, which you guys should definitely be here, um, that who they're trying to convince, it really sounds like they're trying to convince themselves. Um... PhD Bound also says uh, they have to keep talking about T and Tama to stay relevant. Tama was about making others better. Uh, I don't think that finished your, your thing unless 
Does it expand? No, it doesn't expand. Uh, and then she follows it up with, uh, Roman said, uh, bloodline wants all to go. That's thuggish. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess, uh, to, to some degree about that. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to Roman. Um, Roman is, yeah, you know, um, but yeah, uh, she is right that like, you know, even though like they kicked G.O.D. out, this is the first time that, you know, they kicked out a founding member of Bullet Club. And this is the first time where like, you know, now they're getting the repercussions because if we look through the timeline of Bullet Club, um, obviously Finn Balor, Prince Devin was the first person to really start this off with the foundation of Fale, Carl Anderson and uh, Tama there. Um, and then, like, through the years, you know, uh, Finn left to go to WWE. Carl sort of, like, took the the place a little bit until they found somebody. They found AJ. AJ left. Kenny Omega came in. I do not count Cody Rhodes, but Cody, Cody. Um, but then all the elite got kicked out, and then all of a sudden, Tama and Loa get kicked out. The difference is that you're going to have a war on your hands because you you essentially betrayed your fucking leader. Um, being the elite episode 218, it, no, 108? Hold on. I, I want to, I want to get this right. This is why I write everything down. Okay, so it's not, this is why I write everything down, and I already covered it, but I want to make sure that you guys know which being the Elite episode it is. Uh, New Japan Cup. Wait, it was during the New Japan Cup. Where I had to do fucking research. Shadow versus Chase. Okay, here it is. BTE episode, Bean Daily episode 110. That one is basically, um, that shows what happened after, uh, Geo, well, yeah, G.O.D. with Haku, uh, the firing squad kicked out, um, all the elite members and stuff like that and then did everything. And, uh, Chase Owens is being petty by being like, oh, Tama hit me with the tongue and twist. If he didn't learn anything from Tanahashi's little mini speech of that in Japan, somebody could be your enemy one day and your friend the other day, you know, then Chase hasn't grown. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to stop taking shots at Chase. I really am. Um, nothing truly against him. It's just that, you know... I, I I can smell bullshit from 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 a mile away sometimes, so it's like eh. Um, anyway, uh, so being the elite uh, episode one ten, um, at the end when uh, Cody knocks on the door and he's uh eating with uh the Bucks, Kenny, and like Hangman, and somebody else is there too. I think Marty is there. I don't really remember, but. Uh, the first thing that Cody Rhodes says to everybody is, so uh, what are we going to do about this? And the elite basically said nothing. 
They they went about eating, shrugged their shoulders. So every single person that got kicked out of the Bullet Club um, basically did not do anything. Um, and, I'm, and I think that maybe the Bullet Club was sort of banking on the fact that if they kicked out G.O.D., they weren't going to really do anything. But again, you kicked out a founder. You kicked out a leader. And you're really not going and, you know, you think that they're not really going to retaliate. Like, you know, it's going to it's definitely going to be guerrilla warfare because, you know, there's there's no one like realer than fucking G.O.D. There's no one realer than Tama and, and T. And the moment that you meet these guys. Either at like a meet and greet or like during the happy hours um, over on Tama's Island, like they are legit amazing guys that you want to like have your loyalty to them because they, they accept you for like who you are um, going towards uh tease part of the video where, you know, finally this guy talks. <laughs> I, I, I love T man. And uh, you know, T is a very interesting uh, guy. Very interesting. Um, that's probably because he's like out of those fiction novels where he's, uh, tall and sort of like, I don't think, can we say he's like brooding? <laughs> um, he's one of those like mystery guys that you just want to kind of get to know. And for the past couple of, uh, backstage comments uh t was just trying to figure out everything like he had a lot of questions the same way that we had a lot of questions and um you know now he's able to tell us more story now he's able to really put it in a really awesome fucking perspective and the perspective of that you know he was forgiven for going after tanahashi for all those years and that felt really good to hear. It was one of those things of like, they finally realized that they were fighting the wrong enemy. And when you finally realize they're fighting the wrong enemy, um, everything becomes a lot more clearer. Everything becomes a lot more like, you know, um, in the past. And yeah. Um, yeah, he is the calm one. <laughs> like I was saying earlier, like, you know, if anything ever happens, Tama's always, like, um, the first one that's like, fuck you, I'm beating you up. And then afterwards, like, you have T coming in and just asking random questions of, like, Tama, why the fuck you beat him up? And Tama, Tama will probably say some stupid-ass shit. And then he'll, and then uh, T will figure everything out. And then you'll be like, Tama, that's not the guy you're supposed to beat up. You know, I don't know. But, yeah, uh, he definitely seems to be the one thinking things out a lot. Uh, just judging from his uh character and his uh cadence and like the way that he speaks, um, especially when he was on commentary with um uh with Kevin Kelly, that was beautiful. I was like, yo, you should be on commentary more, just because it was really nice to hear him. Um, it was really really nice to hear him speak on commentary. Um, overall, that fucking backstage comments, um. We definitely need a one-on-one -on -one of Jado versus uh, Gato. Um, we have we need to have a series of them and then lead up to like something big. Um, you know, Tama with his words. Um, 
you know, I can't wait till like revenge starts happening. And now that they have a home, they can finally think straight. They can finally be the fucking destructive tag team that they are because they're seven time IWGP world heavyweight tag team champions. And like, man, I want them to fucking dominate. Um, basically House of Torture and then Bullet Club. Uh, but yeah, that backstage comment, I really hope you guys enjoyed uh, that. That was amazing. Again, it, it clung to my heart uh, just because uh, Tanahashi was like, oh, it's been six years. And then Tom was like, no, it's been 10. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Man, time has like flown by pretty fast. Um, you know, uh, let me find that uh, that one video I want us both to see. And hopefully we don't fucking cry during this video. Um, oh, so wait. The I got your back. Oh, it's still more. My God, this is not cool. Um, Give me a second here, guys. Oh, no, wait. You guys. Oh, you guys might hear it or not. I'm just shutting it off for ad purposes. Oh my god. I No, stop. Can <laughs> you try to tell a video to like to stop? Um Why do I see Tama always getting into situations? Yeah, um, I, I, I think that's how I think that's how it played out too in, in real life, man. I, I think so. I think so too, man. Like, I would love to hear some stories where like T had to bail out uh, Tama on like certain things because Tama does my phrase work. Tama Tonga does Tama Tonga things. No, Tama does Tama things. Yeah, it's a start. All right, guys, uh, we're gonna watch this. I thought that this was more pertaining to like God and stuff. It might, uh, but this is mainly for uh, like Hikaleo and Kenta and stuff that's happening over in the U.S. And it's called um, "I Got Your Back." It's from uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And like I said, we're watching this together. Uh, we are probably going to cry together. So I don't know. I am really, really fucking like. All right, let, all right, let's play the video. It is everything. Jesus, man. Hey, no more throwing it down. Let's throw it up. Let's throw it up. up. Come on. Up, 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 up. My mission completed.
Man. For years, years, man. My fucking heart right now. Jesus. I'm with you there, PhD bound. Well, why can't the future start right here? Right now. You want me to teach that lesson? I'll teach you. You want me to open up those lines for you? Show you how to breathe? I will do exactly that. Because, yeah, the future is yours, but right now it is still mine! Jesus, man. Fucking video. <laughs> this is such a great hype of video. Is that the end of it? Yoshihashi's karma. I transitioned that smooth as butter into a gun stun. Shout Why out not? to Anderson. <laughs> I came this close to tapping out Okada. Next time, I will. I hit Tanahashi with everything that I could, but it couldn't keep the ace down. But I let to tell you to watch it. New Japan World. New Japan World. New Japan World.
All right, that is definitely free advertising for njpwworld.com. Make sure to get your descriptions. It is uh, 999 yen, which turns into like eight bucks and something cents for American uh, dollars, for US dollars. Uh, I currently have a description and I love it. And no, I do not get paid for giving them free advertisement. I would do it regardless because I love New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, but yeah, make sure to get a subscription to NJPW World because fucking AEW and AEW Rampage will be on the um, the subscription as well. The price is not going to go up, so don't worry about that. Um, but yeah, make sure to grab your subscription because you get to uh, witness the amazing story of G.O.D. Uh, and Bullet Club and Main Unit and all of that. And I, Marie Shadows, the professor of New Japan Pro Wrestling, will have you covered for all New Japan needs and wants. I'll come up with a better, like, smoother thing. But you guys get the idea. Get get the subscription at um, njpwworld.com. Um, and I guess eventually tag them on Twitter and let them know that Marie Shadow sent you. All right, I'll stop free advertising. <laughs> um, yo, uh, that hit me all in the feels. That was a very great I got your back. Um, video i was expecting like some type of like rock song uh to like be a company with the video to you know make it feel that much better so i guess we don't ah man i guess we don't need um to do emotional damage um so we'll be okay phd bound and myself will be okay it, it's gonna be okay um Tama, Loa, and Jado found a home with Tanahashi and main unit. So it's gonna be it's gonna be okay. Um there goes my headphones. I don't really think I don't know. I got no. Alright, I don't think I'm gonna need my headphones for the rest of the stream. Um because I don't think I gotta show anything else. I just wanted to like show that and I can't get this to like snap in. Either way. Um, but yeah, um, that was a very beautiful video put together and, you know, Hikaleo is right. That's why, you know, um, coming up on New Japan Strong, it is definitely going to be, uh, Hikaleo taking on Jay White. The only reason why we got here is because Jay White had called out Hikaleo to, uh, sort of be like, yo, what side are you on? Like, you know, that, that type of thing. But he did praise him ahead of time to be like, hey, you are the future. You know, you're, you're really good and stuff like that. But again, what side are you on? Obviously, um, you know, Hikaleo embodies Bullet Club. Like, he understands what that is. He likes it. Um, so he is still repping Bullet Club. However, he probably, well, I can't say he probably doesn't. He doesn't want nothing to do with um, Jay White and everything that you see going forward for like New Japan Strong, it's all business. Uh, Hikaleo already has that mindset of that, of that this is business. And if it comes down to it, if we need to exchange blows, like, you know, um, that's what's going to happen. We're going to have to exchange blows. But it feels like right now is all business. However, during that promo, you know, uh, Hikaleo sort of challenged Jay White. And it felt kind of refreshing to be like, well, if you're, if Jay White is here taking out, you know, OGs and stuff, you know, why can't Hikaleo take out an OG? Um, knowing that, you know, Hikaleo is obviously taller than Jay White. Um, 
maybe a little bit more stronger than Jay White if he catches Jay White off guard. But Jay's been doing this a little bit longer than Hikaleo. So uh, obviously, Jay has the veteran advantage in this. But just the aspect of like challenging Jay, because obviously, I mean, Tama in anger and wearing his heart on his sleeve sort of challenged Jay, which we could probably say, yeah, he probably did it like that. But that was not Tama's intentions. Got better hair. PhD bound, they both have amazing hair. You're not putting me in, in a battle who has the best hair. That would be a very fun uh, Twitter poll of who has the best hair, Hikaleo or Jay White. Oh, that would be fun. That would be, be a funny poll. Um, anyway, uh, so, yeah, you know, um, Jay White has the veteran experience over Hikaleo, but that doesn't mean that Hikaleo um, is not good at all. Like, this guy is fucking great. Um, but yeah, it's just the idea of that, like, we could say for Tama, um, someone could make the argument that Tama, like, basically called out Jay White and sort of threatened him in his position, and this is why we got to where we're at, and, uh, that's why Jay White decided to betray Tama the way he did. However, everyone should know that Tama wears his heart on his sleeve and is very... I can't say emotional, but probably he is emotional. But he wears his heart on his sleeve and he says things that don't necessarily always mean to be a threat, but it can be taken as a threat. Um, so him telling Jay White, you know, uh, you better watch your throne. Like, you know, he's supposed to be here and whatnot. You know, um, that was just like Thomas sort of being like motivating in a way for Jay to get his ass over there. Uh, but again, it's the same thing that like, for some reason, I don't know, like, I think all of them, when I say all of them, Hikaleo, Tama, and like, T probably have that in themselves of like, sort of challenging people in a way. Um, but yeah, Hikaleo has every right to, uh, challenge Jay White and be like, yo, why can the future be right now for me? You know? Uh, he has every right. That's why this match is very important, because the story can go either way. Imagine if Hikaleo decided to, uh, well, not really decided. Imagine if management decided to have Hikaleo go over Jay White. What the fuck does that mean now? You know, if it happened. And then, um, if it happened the other way of Jay White going over on Hikaleo. You know, my heart says that... Uh, it's going to be Jay White getting the victory over Hikaleo with help of Chris Bay. That is, that is how I see this playing out. If Hikaleo does defeat Jay White, does that mean that Jay White gets kicked out? And does that mean that Hikaleo is now the leader of the Bullet Club to sort of save it and try to hold it together and be thrown into a position that he never knew how to handle in the first place, you know, like you get thrown to the wolves. There's so much story with this and it's so amazing. Um, like, honestly, I think this is the first time where like, I wouldn't know how to book this. Like maybe 60% of me can like write the story of if Hikaleo did get the victory over Jay White, like 60% 60, 60 of me can like come up with something decent, maybe, but then it'll have like many revisions. But if we keep going the route of, if Jay White wins, um, you know, 
it's back to business as usual and then it sort of feels right um i'm definitely gonna let the guys uh guide this where um you know i follow their lead uh you know uh phd bound says jay got the experience but hikaleo is hungry and still growing he has the power of tea talk trash like tama but if he gets added but he gets added to his dad he, he's deadly in the ring yeah uh phd bound definitely sums up uh hikaleo uh hikaleo definitely um somehow is super fucking tall uh he's taller than tama and loa and haku uh hikaleo is hungry uh hikaleo does have the power of tea and he does trash talk like tama you could definitely hear in his voice when he kind of questioned jay white and he's like well how come the future is not me right now you know um and then his attitude yeah he's totally like his damn dad um but yeah i just wanted to bring that up um the last yeah, he does move fast for a big guy, too. Um, the last um, thing I want to say on this whole Bullet Club drama before we, like, move on to the rest of the stuff, um, I am super happy that G.O.D. with Jado found a place and Tanahashi accepted them with open arms. Really happy about that. Really, really, really happy about that. Oh, I didn't even see that Bradley Boy followed me. Bradley Boy, if you're still in the chat, if you're still watching this, thank you so much for that follow. Um, it didn't pop up, um, but like, thank you for that. I, I see it now. Um, all right, let's talk about this one very quickly, and then we'll move on to the main card. Um, having super fun with you guys super fun um again make sure to go tell a friend to uh come in and and watch some you know new japan pro wrestling with me <laughs> uh this is a tag team match of shingo and naito taking on will osprey and aaron hanare of the united empire and uh this was a very interesting nice match um going back and forth and everything um they they probably needed like a filler match. I know this is probably not gonna like lead to anything. Uh but Okay. Uh but yeah, it was it was a good match um right after a feel good moment. Um Aaron Hinari is definitely um, you know, one of my favorites to follow and put over you know as much as osprey osprey decided to uh tweet out something of like his favorite fan and whatnot you know getting renee in on you know this whole feud between him and moxley so because he did that most likely most likely uh will osprey is going to be losing um come you know windy city riot um to john moxley and new japan strong um I am very happy that New Japan decided to send Aaron Hanari to the States. Unfortunately, I won't be able to get to see him live. I really wish I could just to hang out with him and have him on, you know, uh, the Square Circle podcast, have him in my vlog. One day, one day this will happen. Um, like I said, the back and forth uh, content between uh, these teams were awesome. 
uh, Will Ospreay doing Will Ospreay things by uh, flipping from one corner um, and then onto the outside to hit Naito. Uh, Shingo and uh, Aaron Hanare definitely had a big-ass battle, but unfortunately, it took a pumping bomber and made in Japan to put Aaron Hanare away. Um, and Aaron Hanari has been very wonderful, um, you know, in uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now we get to move on to the main card because though, those are the two openers of it. Um, but before we do that, we are going to take a mini break because I need a mini break. Uh, you guys might need a mini break by getting up, stretching, getting snacks. I need to refill on snacks and water. And uh, we'll come back with um, talking about the main card um, in just a little bit. But before I do that, let me let me put back um, my speakers. And of course, uh, while we take this mini break, if you guys want to get your friends in here, let them know that um you know i'm streaming new japan stuff so that would be awesome but yeah we're just gonna you know uh take a mini break um okay cool all right yeah so we're back um I Hope you guys had a lovely little mini stretch break. Um, a lovely, lovely mini, mini stretch break. Uh, Greg from Ultimate Sports Talk is here. Thank you for joining the chat. Uh, you missed like the first half of me, you know, of all of us talking about G.O.D. finding a home, uh, watching some wholesome videos and stuff. So, um, yeah, I feel like my hair is crazy at the moment. And my nose. It's crazy too. Um, we're gonna continue on. We're gonna be talking about the main card, and then we're gonna wrap it up with like a little bit of WWE, and I believe that should be it. Um all right. Um anyway. Uh, so this was the main card right after we had the uh, tag match. Thank you, Vortex. Um, what match came on first? I think the yeah the junior heavyweight tag team match came on first, uh, which is basically uh, the team of Taguchi and Masawato taking on Taiji Ishimori and El Phantasmo. Uh, that was... Uh, that was definitely not a for kids match at all. Okay. That was not a for kids match at all. Um, either way, it was a very nice match to get everything going. Um, it felt important. It was Bullet Club trying to take the titles away from uh main unit because uh Taguchi and Masawato are also part of Tanahashi's uh crew. So yeah. Um, you know, they did some, you know, funny six or nine spots. I'll let your minds wander and stuff. Um, what is a for kids match? 
a for kids match is any match that does not have 69 in it. Yep. So if you did not see this match, uh I wonder if I could get the photo. I could get the photo and hopefully like um you know we don't we don't get taken off the air. But I'm just saying um let's see let let me let me try to find the photo um let's see um I am not even going to name the file, but very, very quickly. This is a not for kids match. Just because even though eventually they'll learn this, but like, you know, teenagers, it's okay. But like for like kids are not, you know, not okay. So Greg, case in point. Uh, this match is not for kids. Um, yeah, there we go. This match is not for kids. All right, back to the main card. Before my Twitch stream gets taken down because of Master Wado and freaking Taguchi. The six or nine team. That is the name of the tag team. It's six or nine uh, because they are the 69th IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. So that is why it is called. That's why, you know, they were like six or nine. Plus, anyway, Taguchi. Uh, uh, Taguchi was like, hey, Master Wado, what's like your favorite number? Like, you gotta pick. You either gotta pick a six or a nine. And apparently Master Wado's like favorite number is like seven or six. So he just chose six and fucking Taguchi is nine. Like, I don't know, but that's that story. Greg here put it in the most PG way ever. Looks like someone got exhausted doing the tombstone and just fell over. That's right, kids. That's exactly what happened. But of course, if you are above a kid age, you know what the fuck that is. Um, but if you are not above the kids a, a kid's age, then yeah, please do not ask me what that was. You'll eventually learn, but not right now. Continue being a kid. Anyway, um, that match was really good for Hyper Battle. Um, it definitely, like, showcased a lot. I noticed that um, Ishimori and El Phantasma took a different route um, in their matches. Well, in this match in particular, because they usually um, do a lot of the backbreaking uh, to their opponents to the point where, like, it becomes insufferable. And, like, there wasn't as much of that in this one. Um they included new shit like the whole 69 thing. Um, but how they won 
that I think I, I should probably I could probably show on stream how they won. Um, which by the way, I had put up a tweet saying that uh the power of the ass of Taguchi. Um like, you know, if I if I had to see it, then you guys have to see it too. You know, I just can't um uh this is not um I don't even think, I mean, it's here somewhere, but I'm probably not typing it in right to watch it. But all right, let's just, let me just tell you, right, that basically this dude pulled down his pants and shit to like show off his ass and decided to do a seated uh, pin um, on top of El Phantasmo and um, basically like, won the match because of his bare ass. Um, and that's how Master Wado and Taguchi kept the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team belts. The the weird Goku um uh fans were in were like totally into the match. They they loved every second of it. They laughed at the funny parts, you know, they cheered for Master Wado and um you know Taguchi. I really think they cheered for all the baby faces like on this card. They really did. Um, so after that, what do we have? Um, I think, you know what? I'm just going to go with what I remember. They're not really going to be in order. Um, we could talk about um, the next match over, which is for the uh, KOPW uh, trophy, which is the King of Pro Wrestling trophy. This was introduced uh, by uh, Okada in the summer, I want to say like 2019. I did a, I did a little mini, re mini research on uh, the Kingdom Pro Wrestling uh, trophy. Uh, yes, that's totally right, uh, Greg. He, he won by stank ass. Yes, he did. True story. Um, but getting back to the Kingdom Pro Wrestling trophy, um... I believe it was like 2019 or it should have been 2019 where like Okada created it to just have something extra for the guys to do. Or maybe it was in like 2020. Uh, but either way, um, Okada made it. Uh, and basically the champion holder has always been Yano. Uh, so it went from Yano to Chase back to Yano. Murder Grandpa, Suzuki got it at one point. Back to Yano. And we're here with Yano versus Taichi because Yano for the past couple of weeks have been really mocking the sumo style wrestling that Taichi trained in. And, and Taichi doesn't like that. And then Yano thinks that by depanting uh, Taichi uh, before Taichi does it, hit, uh, on his own because that's his character. Um, Yano thinks that he gets into the head of Tai Chi by doing that. Nope. So today we had a sumo style uh matchup um on the card. It's funny how like Japan has to explain what the match is to the fans. Um, because it's because they called it like a no ring rope wrestling match, 
rather than just letting them know, hey, they're gonna have a sumo style wrestling match. Um, so they took all the they took all the ropes down. Uh, they had their match. It was pretty interesting, uh, to say the least. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling has been really um doing stuff out of their comfort zone. Like when it comes to Yano making up matches, this guy, man, this guy, uh, he won a poll where most of the New Japan fans uh chose to have a handcuff match. Right? So I was like, yo, New Japan Pro Wrestling, let me know you're kinky without telling me you're kinky. Uh by having all those fucking handcuffs along the side of the ring. Well, I should say the 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 ring uh the ring guard. Uh what's the fucking word for it? Uh the guardrail. So there were um handcuffs on on the guardrail and some um inside the ring on the ring ropes and the goal was it's a it's a reverse battle royale so you have to get your opponents um you got to get them the handcuff has to be on them and that's how they get eliminated they get handcuffed to the guardrail or the ring ropes and you know the last four that was in the ring got to wrestle um the next night it was a very weird um stipulation it was a very weird rules but i was just like yo new japan let me know you're kinky without you know telling me you're kinky with all those fucking handcuffs and it's like yano what the fuck do you do with those handcuffs man like do i really want to know part of me really wants to know other part of me is like no no stop asking stop being your curious self you know but yeah that's like you know one of the things that um that's definitely one of the things that new japan is definitely doing getting out of their comfort zone so this was definitely out of the comfort zone to create a sumo style wrestling match and the moment that taichi basically like used Yan yano's uh weight against him to flip him over the crowd man even though the crowd can't uh cheer um just yet but like them clapping and like stomping their feet and just you know the whole um gasping like together like they really popped uh when that happened uh just because it was like wow taichi got him out it was one of those things of like yo he hit the floor um type of things it was a very good match so now our new king of pro wrestling uh trophy holder is taichi um and then taichi calls out shingo taichi wants to have shingo and himself um basically compete for that uh king of pro wrestling uh trophy um we can go to the tag team match of uh yoshihashi and goto taking on two other members of the united empire jeff cobb and the great okan there's not really much i can say about uh goto and yoshihashi uh just because like i've talked about them enough on this podcast but i'm always going to be talking about them they're really great as a tag team and yes they are part of chaos um they just, you know, do what's best for the company and do what's best for themselves and stuff. So, um, you know, you're going to have a good time when you watch a Yoshihashi and uh Goto match. Um, the Great o uh the Great Okan has his uh certificate that uh basically tells people that he is a defender of uh the Japanese people. Um, 
I might be saying it completely wrong, but he was given a certificate to honor the fact that he saved a little girl uh, who was 10 years old from uh, this uh, drunken man that um, was probably going to do some really bad things to her. Um, and the little girl managed to uh, scream out. The Great Okan was like in that like area and decided to go check it out. And he uh, restrained uh, the drunk man, basically told him, like, you know, what are you doing? This is wrong. And explained to him why it's wrong. Um, everybody walked away unscathed. And uh, the Great Okan offered the little girl uh, some pancakes to calm her down. Um, and so basically, uh, uh, the mom was like, you know, oh, who are you? And he goes and says, I am the Great Okan from uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And if you guys want, you guys can come and watch me wrestle sometime. So after that news story broke out, when they were in Kirken Hall, like the next day um, or the day after, um, they had a, 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 a surge of uh, women um, fans, um, you know, attend Kirken Hall and to watch his match. Uh, so that's really awesome uh, that Japan recognizes, uh, you know, people when they do good deeds like that and, you know, can be used to help out like New Japan and stuff. Um, so, yeah, he carries around his certificate now. And of course, Jeff Cobb has been extremely amazing in the United Empire and definitely been carrying the United Empire for a good while. Very fantastic. This match was uh, great from start to finish. Hard hitting, um, you know, very different. It definitely felt like, um, you know, the Great O'Connor and Jeff Cobb has this chemistry going on as a tag team um, anyway. And... Um, basically giving uh, Yoshihashi and Goto a run for their money. Uh, but it really did feel like, you know, it was their time to, like, actually win fucking gold. Um, and that's exactly what happened. They basically won the gold. Um, the Great Okan did a huge eliminator, uh, which is his finisher, um, to Yoshihashi. Uh, picked up the one, two, three. And we have new IWGP heavyweight champions, tag team champions. Let me try that again. And now we have new um, IWGP heavyweight tag team champions, which is um, Jeff Cobb and the Greater Khan of the United Empire. Um, we could talk about Hiromu taking on Evil. I really wanted Hiromu to win uh, just because I want the belts off of Evil just because it doesn't do anything. Evo is a is a double champion at the moment. He is currently the never open weight champion. And then he is also the never open weight six man champion, which is the equivalent of a trios title if you guys think about it. And so um you know drop the titles. <laughs> Damn man, drop the titles. Anyway, um, I love how Hiromu came out in brand new gear. Um, Hiromu likes to wear long pants, and on his pants, it had evil written all over it. And I was like, oh my god, I love this guy. Like, I just want to hang out with Hiromu. I want to have a good time with Hiromu. Like, 
he seems like a very fun guy to just hang out and do stupid shit with. Um, Evil, on the other hand, will be a very interesting person to hang out with. A very interesting person. I would definitely love to hang out with both of them just to see, like, you know, compare and contrast about stuff. Um, anyway, this match was really good. Obviously, we had Dick Togo getting involved and, um, you know, uh, Dick Togo doing Dick Togo things, uh, getting involved and whatnot. Hiromu was really good against Evil, but unfortunately, um, Evil came out on top to defeat uh, Hiromu. Hiromu gave a, va a valiant effort. I believe I used that word right. Um, and Evil is still our IWGP never, well, there's no IWGP in front of it, but he is our never openweight champion. And by the way, the word never is an acronym, okay? Um, which I, I always have to look up. It's not like the IWGP where I can tell you what it is. Um, because never, like, it basically means new blood, evolution, vitality, eternal, and radical. That is what the Never Openweight Championship title means. All that shit. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So Hiromu is not our champion. That's what I, you know, wanted. Uh, but then... But then this happens. Um... This happens where Tama finally comes out to confront evil. Man comes out to confront evil and, you know, he just came out walking like, like, you know, like Tama walked um, with that little swagger, like he has business to take care of and stuff. So, um... That happens. The crowd, again, the crowd felt like it was pre-COVID where you can hear their, you can hear their breaths um, and they're like rattling and shit like that. Like the real Goku crowd was the best crowd to hear and see all this interaction and they love it. They love G.O.D. They love Tama. They love T. They love their baby faces. Um, and this is why I was a little like, unsure about aw um like airing dynamite and rampage over in uh japan uh on the network because um japanese fans don't look at professional wrestling the same way that americans look at professional wrestling and i had explained this on uh um i need to get their their damn name right botch spots and chair shots i explained to them um on there uh when we were going over the history of the iwgp intercontinental championship title which we no longer have because it is currently unified with the iwgp heavyweight championship title the one that okada has and that's the iwgp world heavyweight championship title um 
Greg, I am still too poor. I wish I can go to Chicago for the Windy City event. I wish I could, um, but I am too poor. I wish I could, man. Um, if you happen to go, just put me over. That, 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 that's all I care about. I care about you guys putting me over the same way that I put you guys over, um, if I'm just being honest. But um, yeah, um, I really wish that I would be able to go and cover all professional wrestling. But yeah, um, so when I was explaining on their episode, uh, Botch, it's so long. I'm so sorry. They're cool. They're, they're cool guys. Botch, Botch, and Chair Shots. Um, I was saying that the Japanese crowd doesn't invest in professional wrestling the same way that American fans do, where us American fans, we want to find out every fucking little thing about these wrestlers um, every five minutes. Like, we can't let them rest. Like, we put them on a higher pedestal. Sure, the Japanese fans probably put them on a, a, a high pedestal, too, but they're not going to go into their backgrounds, and they're not going to search for personal information and, you know, basically create lies and rumors and start a rumor mill no, the Japanese fans go to their local store, grab their wrestling magazine, and that's how they learn about the wrestlers, and that's how they learn about the stories that are going on. And it's up to them to go to these events, and it's up for um, and it's up to New Japan Pro Wrestling, All Japan Pro Wrestling, Stardom, um, Ice Ribbon, um. PJPW, DDT, like all the Japanese wrestling uh, companies who sell tickets. So it's basically like not as advanced as America in a way when it comes to the mental state of what it means to be a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling and what it means to be a fan in like Japan. So having AEW that don't establish face or character you can switch in between face and uh, face and character. Sometimes my brain gets on a roll, and I just realized I fucked up. I hope that I did not like lose you guys in the process of what I was trying to say. AEW does not have clear baby face and heels in most of their fucking episodes, so it's hard to really tell who's a face, who's who's a heel, like. I shouldn't have to really like decide on that because it's not me telling the story. It's you telling the story. You're telling me a story and I'm sitting there as a spectator. And that's why AEW is losing the art of professional wrestling. You know, if anybody wants to fucking debate me on that, like go right ahead. But you know, I can sit here and tell you what makes Tama a good baby face. What makes Tama a good heel? I can't tell you that with some AEW wrestlers because they do whatever the fuck they want. And then, you know, when you call it out, it's like you're, you're on the wrong one. You're on the wrong fence. My point is that here in America, we think complex. We're able to pick up subtle details. We know a lot of stuff behind the curtains, uh, which is now most of the time, like Tony Khan's fault, like he revealed. So he's revealing so much that we're, we're in there very deep which we're not really supposed to be. Either way, stuff has been, um, you know, peeled back from the business. Um, and, you know, fans are able to understand. In, J in Japan, they take it very seriously. Kayfabe is 100%, 1,000% alive over in 
uh, Japan. So you have to play the fundamentals. If you can't play the fundamentals, you're not going to succeed in New Japan Pro Wrestling. There's a reason why people um, love Tama, and there's a people. There's a reason why people love T. I've never seen two more over guys on the New Japan roster, minus um, you know them being there for years. Like they were. Well, I can't say they were. They are so over in this weird Goku crowd that I think once AEW starts uh, showing up on New Japan World, some of the fans are not going to get it. Some of the Japanese fans are not going to get it. If the Japanese fans are the same ones that are on Twitter and I see them interacting with other people and interact with me and um, and whatnot, like those are probably going to get it. When it comes to trying to understand who's a babyface or uh, a heel um, in certain AEW storylines, and they're going to get what AEW is offering. However, if they are a regular consumer, like an actual, um, you know, fan that's sitting in the crowd in this picture in Rio Goku, they're probably not going to get it. They're probably going to ask somebody, hey, can you explain this to me? And the moment that a fan, has to ask another fan, can you explain this to me? You as the product sort of lost that fan, even though it's okay to explain to somebody, like, you know, uh, story, character, whatever it is to help them. And we always say, you know, make sure to help out your, your fellow friends uh, when talking about wrestling. But, like, if the wrestling company or the wrestling show has not explained to you who these people are, um, you know, then you kind of failed. Because AEW, as soon as you jump in AEW, you have to know who they are. If you are a casual fan and you try to get into it and there's no, um, you know, them telling you, like, who they are, then you're going to lose that fan. It goes for the same thing on Twitch. Um, For all of my viewers, you know, like, if I... If I'm not interesting to them, then yeah, they're, they're obviously gonna leave. Um, I'm trying to find a good analogy between like you know viewers that come in on Twitch and the same way that like you know a casual viewer reveal would watch AEW and if they don't get something, you know they might tune out. Um, I guess I could just easily say that um, you know if maybe a viewer is not like into wrestling like the same way I am, they could probably tune out. And be like, oh, that's it, you know. Um, but you guys get you guys get what I'm going with this. It's just that um, that's what I worry about. I worry about that Tony Khan wants to get his hand into everything. Tony Khan doesn't want to make anything original. Um, the only reason why we have the heavyweight title, tag titles, uh, and the two women titles is because he had to make something. But if you guys haven't noticed, he likes to piggyback off of other people's shit rather than trying to create his own and, you know, take from the hard-earned work of the other stuff he piggybacks off of to try to make his company look good. And it's like, bro, we can see through the fucking bullshit. Like, you got to start making shit on your own. Um, and this is not supposed to be, like, an AEW talk, but, like, to sort of bring it into perspective of the way that Japan treats their, their, their wrestlers, I should say the fans, the fans of uh, Japanese wrestling, when they're over there in Japan, the way that they treat the wrestlers and the way that, you know, story comes about, 
I just want to put that into perspective of like, yeah, on paper, it looks like a good deal to have um, AEW shown over in Japan, but the execution and the thought process was not probably thought out. Anyway, this picture right here is worth a, a, a thousand words, a billion words, just because it is Tama confronting evil. Um, this this shot here is an amazing, amazing shot. Um, and then, oh, okay, so I guess the reason why I brought it up because I did mention that I can tell you what makes Tama a good baby face and what makes, um, you know, him a, a bad guy. It's the fact of, you know, Tama already had it in his head of like, this is how I'm going to present my character. This is how I'm going to do things. The same thing with evil. When wrestlers wrestle in, in New Japan, they basically sort of like, well, if you go through the Young, the young Lion program, if you're used to American, like, you may or may not survive over there. But they teach you the fundamentals, and sometimes the fundamentals over here in, in, in America is fucking lost. You can have fun. You can, you could, you know, not be put in the box. But don't forget that the, the best matches are the ones that are able to tell the most simplest of stories of babyface versus heel. And then this happens. This is such a squished. Okay, so I'm going to do it like this. And then this happens. This happens because there is uh, some fighting going on. Yujiro uh, decided to come uh, into the ring and try to blindside attack uh, Tama. Um, and uh, T wasn't having it, so T came out. And basically, they took care of business. And um, Tama basically tells Evil that, you know, you betrayed me. Um Basically, I think they had, like, a deal ahead of time, um, and that's off the table now. Uh, so the betrayal, the deal's off, whatever they had uh, planned, um, and now Tama is going back to take out everybody and get revenge. And I was waiting for this to happen because this really needed to happen. It really needed, um, you know, Tama going back and uh, taking out evil. So hopefully this starts the story of... G.O.D. with Jado getting the six men never openweight championship belts off of um, House of Torture. Um, that's going to be the first fucking blow to Bullet Club. And then eventually I'm hoping for Jay to kick them out because House of Torture does not need Bullet Club anymore. Um, Evil, Show, Yujo, Dick Togo, they could all like stand on their own as House of Torture. They don't need to be there anymore. So I would really love if, um, you know... Jay kicks them out, and they're on their own. And by the way, we were talking about this earlier. Um, and, you know, uh, Fale and Chase were like, yeah, we're going to take what we want. We, you know, we're going to be thugs and stuff, like, you know, do some thuggish uh, things. Where the fuck were they? The only person that came out to try to save evil was Yudro. And Yudro was in 
the beginning match of the entire hyper battle card and where the fuck is Fale and Chase? This is why, like, I'm gonna have to agree with PhD Bound, if she's still in, in the chat, that, um, you know, who they're trying to convince. Are they trying to convince themselves? Like, if they really did want to solidify Bullet Club again to be thugs, they would have came out and beat the shit out of Tama and Loa just so that way they could get that extra babyface um, praise from the crowd and the crowd would boo Chase and, and Fale. Like, this isn't over. Like, you should still have this bad blood of like, oh shit, he attacked one of our, our Bullet Club members. This is why I think that you know, as much as they put up a front of saying that everybody is, like, unified under fucking JY's watch, no. There's something else uh, at play here, and they're just playing along and whatnot. The fact that Evil has not said a word about the whole situation makes me think that eventually they are gonna, like, break away from uh, Bullet Club, or I don't know yet. You know what? I don't know. Um, but again, the fact that Evil has not interacted with Fale or interacted with Gato, you know, that says a lot. That has that that's another loophole that's like, yo, why hasn't House of Torture said a word to the other members? Um As always, you guys can drop your questions into the chat, uh, just so that way I can take some moments <laughs> to uh, relax and stuff. Um, so we're going back to the main card. We could definitely talk about the um, match above, which is El Desperado taking on Show. Um, so I enjoy this. I enjoy saying that Show is the most adorable. Um, the most adorable, um, what do you call it? Um, heel. Show is a pure baby face, right? Um, and then when he turned heel by joining House of Torture, I'm just like, yo, you're so adorable. You're not supposed to be this adorable while you're doing heel tactics. <laughs> like, I can't believe it, man. He's so fucking adorable. This whole entire buildup, uh, basically... Um, show kept attacking El Desperado at every chance that he got and kept attacking him during the match, uh, uh, the matches leading up to this. Um, and then they had this match, and show it looked like show was taking most of uh, the advantage in this match. Uh, the most notable thing was that uh, show ran, pushed El Desperado, and El Desperado hit his hip on the guardrail. It looked really, really bad, it looked really, really, really nasty. Um, and so, um, you know, they went back and forth. Uh, El Desperado put up one huge of a, of a fight. Um, Show was trying to do everything in his power to basically subdue uh, Desperado, even by ripping at his mask. And the and the referee was really getting adamant with these two guys, like trying to, you know, let them know about the rules and stuff like that. Um, eventually, we like. This should have been like an all-out brawl where anything goes, but the referee was really like, yo, you guys got to listen to me. Stop it. Um, in the end, unfortunately, uh, show lost uh, this, and there's been quite a few people that says that uh, show can't, um, you know, show really can't come back from this. 
And I basically said that it's it's New Japan Pro Wrestling. New Japan will find a way for show to recover from this loss against El Desperado. So right after uh, El Desperado uh, wins, uh, Taiji Ishimori comes out and Taiji is like, I want to challenge you next for the belt. Uh, but then we have a new member of the United Empire. Uh, he is Akira, uh, Frances- Francesco Akira, who um, also wrestled for, I think, All Japan Pro? I'm not too sure. I remember seeing his name float around, but he's he's on the Japanese scene. He is from Italy, um, and um, he uses fire um, as his like moniker. And I definitely forgot how to pronounce it in Italian. Um, so uh, he's joining the best of the Super Juniors, and the United Empire finally has a Super Junior on their side which is nice. Um, I was going to find the picture, but, you know, it'll, it'll be okay. Um, and then we get to talk about the main event, which, unfortunately, I I checked out at the main, at the main event. Um, I'm not sure what it was. Um, I'm really uh, not sure uh, who it was. Um, but... Yeah, um, when I say I'm not sure who it was, uh, I'm not sure who it was that took me out of the match. The match was really good for me, like, you know, watching it, but I just wasn't like, oh my god, you know, this was amazing, this was good. Um, it's it's a Zack Zaber Jr. match, uh, versus um, Okada for the belt, uh, because Zack Zaber Jr. is the um, the New Japan Cup winner. Um, he put up a good fight. They both put up a good fight. Zack Sabre Jr. was working on Okada's arms, so that way Okada does not use the Rainmaker, but despite almost dislocating, like, both his fucking shoulders, meaning Zack, Zack dislocating both his shoulders, um, you know, uh, aside from that, um, basically, like, it was, um, it was okay of a match. Um, I know people are probably gonna be upset with me uh, because they they found it to be a really good match. It really was. It's just I wasn't excited for it. I wasn't, you know, in the mindset of like I need I'm gonna watch another Zack Saber Jr. match. And plus, anyway, there's always a psychology with these matches that Okada and Zack Saber Jr. start out slow, and then in the middle it picks up, then slow, and then towards the end it's a bunch of sequences. Um, you know, so I already see the formula. Um, but unfortunately, Zack Zaber Jr. did not pick up the victory, so our IWGP World Heavyweight Champion is still Okada. After that, Okada then calls out Naito, and basically, like, we are eventually going to, um, you know, get Naito versus Okada. And that was made, um, apparent, uh... So May 1st is when Don Taku starts. And May 1st is when we're going to get Okada versus Naito. Uh, for the rest of April, I am not sure what's going to be happening. Um, I think I saw on the NJPW World that it might be um, a series called um, the Golden Series. I think that might be, I think that might be happening. Um, but other than that, uh, we will be getting the G1 
uh, Climax 32 this year. It starts July 16th, and it ends all the way in August. So that's going to be amazing. I want no AEW, guys. I'm going to say that again. I want no AEW guys in this G1. Just because I don't want some bullshit um, to happen if, like, none of the guys, like, end up going further or they have, a dis- like, a disagreement of, like, who should win the G1. No, I need Tama to fucking win the G1. I don't know why it sounded like that. I need Tama to win the G1. I said it again. And I also need um, DOD to win World Tag League. Okay? All for story purposes. Story purposes, and then after story purposes, New Japan can do whatever the fuck they want and, you know, have whoever to win whatever they want to do. But other than that, like, um, I need Tama to win the G1, and I need Tama and T to win um, World Tag League. I do not want, um, I do not want AEW guys in here at all. Nope. And that's only because, like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm really not feeling AEW. I'm not feeling how Tony Khan is doing things. Tony Khan can't even run a really good tournament. So, you know, nah. I'm I'm good. No AEW guys. Um, excuse me. Do you guys in chat have any questions about New Japan Pro Wrestling? Where is it? I am trying to look for something. Okay, that is so weird. I thought I saved it. You stretch out photos, man. Um, all right, I guess if chat does not have any other questions, before we go on to that, freaking Kenta and his and his tweets, he said, Give me that shirt too. And it's like, Kenta, which freaking 
match at which freaking shirt are you talking about does he want the bullet club shirt or does he want the the lion mark shirt <laughs> um but yeah we could talk a little bit about Cody Rhodes and facing the Miz and how people are like losing their shit over it and it's like i think this is a great starting point for cody to do because you know the miz is the a-lister right the miz is basically like cody in a way not in terms of like wrestling style or anything like that but just his name holds a lot of weight um and so i think that this is a very good starting point for Cody to to do, even though I think that a series of matches against Seth Rollins uh, will probably be better. Uh, but I'm looking forward to this. Um, you know, this is probably like the second time you guys get Cody WWE stuff on here, um, just because you know I'm following Cody's career. Um, but there's no other information I have between like you know uh, Cody versus The Miz. Um, I just think that this is this is going to be a great match when uh, Monday Night Raw comes around, um, which is not, you know, too far. Um, I was expecting Cody to show up on uh, on SmackDown, but that didn't happen. So, yeah, I am one for this. And then the last thing. Is this this is super funny because um you know when Shinsuke came out I had the same um face that uh Roman was making like what the fuck like why is Shinsuke coming out um and so uh you know and then Roman talking all that shit um Roman then hugging Shinsuke and Shinsuke is like what are you doing? Um, and then uh, he gets super kicked. So hopefully that leads into something because I was just like, why the fuck are we sacrificing Shinsuke? Like, seriously, we're sacrificing Shinsuke of all people. You couldn't put, like, anyone else could have fit that that little segment. Speaking of Roman Reigns, uh, he did say that he wants to start collecting more gold. He wants uh, the Usos to unify the tag team belts, take it off of RK Bro and then unify it. I guess since they're downsizing the roster, so I guess we can. If everyone is just gonna go from Raw to SmackDown, then sure, I guess unify it. But I don't know if that's a very, very good thing. Um, but then again, I will remind everybody I do keep, um, you know, WWE on in the background as I, you know, finish up more work, uh, upload more stuff, you know, stuff like that. But certain things like this, like, will tiny be talked about. Um, but it's not like when I talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling, I have a lot of information to give you guys a lot of stuff for maybe you guys to catch up on. Um, it's a lot different from like new, uh, from WWE. But those are the two highlights. Cody Rhodes versus uh, The Miz, I am definitely want to see. And then I definitely want to see this um, go down. I, I want to see Nakamura on top. I want to see Shinsuke on top. Um, but yeah. Um, 
Oh, I did have the picture. Oh, no, I didn't. We didn't talk about this. Um, we didn't we didn't talk about this. All right. So this picture is um, after we came back from break. Um, all right. Give me a second here. All right, sorry about that. Um, so yeah, this picture here, uh, basically, um, Sonata had won the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship title off of uh, Tanahashi. Um, and during the New Japan Cup, um, Will Ospreay accidentally um, fractured um, Sonata's orbital bone, so he doesn't know uh, the time frame of which he's going to come back to defend the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship title. So he decided to relinquish it, and he said he wants to give it to Tanahashi. He thinks that that's the best thing to do, to give it to him, just to pass it to him. Out comes Osprey. Osprey runs his mouth, and Osprey says that he should give the belt to him because Osprey got the win over him during the New Japan Cup. Out comes Tanahashi. Tanahashi is like, yo, we should just fight for it, right? So... Uh, I'm not sure when this is going to be planned, but um, in the works, it is definitely going to be Tanahashi versus um, Will Ospreay um, sometime, like either this month or next month, uh, for that vacant uh, IWGP United States uh, Championship title. Um, and like I said, he's only relinquishing the title, meaning Sonata. Sonata is only relinquishing it because he doesn't know when he's going to be back um, 100% healed. Um, for his uh, orbital uh, bone. All right, that's everything that I covered in wrestling. Um, we saw some wholesome videos. Um, if you guys did not see it, you guys gonna have to catch the replay on the uh, VOD. Um, it is definitely going to be up, and then you guys can definitely watch this whole thing on Spotify if you want to do that as well. Um, I got to get up all of my stuff up to you guys. I really, really do. Um, but yeah, I had a very fantastic time talking about professional wrestling. I had a fantastic time with chat. Chat was amazing. Thank you for all the new follows. Uh, thank you just for being here and hearing me out. Your views mean everything to me because that helps me get to Twitch affiliates. And I'm very happy about you guys being here and wanting to listen to me talk about professional wrestling.
and gush over the guys for like a little bit. Um, yeah, I think that's everything. Um, is there anything to show? We got the backstage comments, but that yeah, will be fine. Um, there's nothing. There's nothing else to really show. Um, if nobody in chat has any other questions, um, I will uh, definitely just play us out. To Cody Rose theme song like I've been doing for a while. Um all right. Uh <laughs> enough talk for me. Um let me see. What do I want to do? All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of the stream. I hope you guys enjoy from start to finish me talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling, diving in deep, watching some wholesome content, you know, using the phrase of I'm not crying, you're crying. Uh, it's a very amazing feeling to know that DOD with Jado finally found a home and realized that after all these years, they were fighting the wrong person. And I, Marie Shadows, the professor of New Japan Pro Wrestling, is here to guide you every step of the way in this whole DOD bullet club drama, main unit drama now. And I will only be talking from a kayfabe perspective. Please do not think that I have any insider knowledge. I really don't. And I'm having the time of my life being a fan and bringing you this story in kayfabe and getting so passionate about it that's the one thing that tama and t know how to do is uh bring out people's passion and have them feel good about you know awesome moments and have them feel good about the right time of everything that they do so this is why i trust them to lead this story i trust them and i trust jay that's about it but anyone else leading the story i would be like yo like, someone got to take over for this shit, but I trust them to uh, 
lead the story and i hope you guys trust me to lead you to have the same euphoric experience the same light bulbs going off the same well not really the same theories but just feeling good and knowing that this is professional wrestling professional wrestling is the best form of theater it really is this this is why you know i i wake up every day and i love talking about wrestling and it's because of stories like this and it's because of Tama and T and how smoothly they're able to bring back something that I love and the main idea of the Square Circle podcast. The Square Circle podcast is here to tell you stories. I'm here to tell you stories. Um, that's why I am nicknamed also the storyteller Marie Shadows and why I got my degree in creative writing and a publishing certificate because I love telling you guys stories. And if I can be a voice and a catalyst, to borrow the phrase from Jay White, a catalyst in having you understand these stories a little bit deeper than I have done my job. And that's what I love. And that's, you know, in part to just knowing that there's people out there that do a wonderful job and I'm here to just help push their wonderful job. Anyway. I had a fantastic time. I hope you guys had a fantastic time, and I hope I see you guys tomorrow for some more wrestling talk. And I guess we're just going to be talking about WWE when I get around to watching um, NXT UK. Uh, so we'll do that, and I don't know what else we're going to do. Maybe watch some wrestling videos. I don't know. The sky's the limit. We'll figure it out. Just make sure to hit that follow button right here on twitch.tv forward slash Marie underscore shadows. And if you're not already following me on Twitter, you should, because that's how you get updates on knowing when I'm live. And make sure to bring a friend. I'm losing my voice. I'm so sorry. Make sure to tell a friend. Make sure to bring a bot. Head over to www.twitter.com forward slash Marie underscore shadows. Hit that follow button. Follow me at Marie underscore shadows. And, um... Head over to my Reddit page, reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Marie underscore shadows. Nope. It is not Marie underscore shadows. It's just Marie shadows. I'm so sorry. Um, and then head over to my coffee page, ko-fi.com forward slash Marie underscore shadows. Coffee is better than Patreon because coffee gives you options. And I know that you guys love options. So if you want, you could always donate a one-time dono to help out the channel to get me to help get me new equipment to help get me um new things for the show in general and then you could also do a monthly you could also shop at my shop so ko-fi.com forward slash marie underscore shadows trust me i always have a better intro but like i'm already mentally done i love you guys though i fucking love you guys each and every one of you guys are amazing for coming here, stopping by, making me laugh, making me gush and blush, talking about Tama Aloha, and just having a good time here. This was a very good stream, a very good Saturday, and I love each and every one of you. So I hope to see you guys tomorrow. As always, we're going to be played out by Cody Rhodes' theme song, even though the picture don't match. Or maybe I should match the picture with the with the song this time maybe maybe i should to get you know for people who watch this on vod um to just get them confused um anyway 
we're gonna be played out by uh cody rose theme song kingdom uh because downstate uh just passed one million streams over on uh spotify so congratulations to downstate and thank you for following me back on um twitter and i hope to uh interact with you guys more but yeah this has been an official podcast uh me talking about new japan and wwe and so um you have been listening to an episode of the square circle podcast i am your host marie shadows and i'll see you guys on the next one <laughs>